You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. It is game week seven, and I should have captained Mohamed Salah. Let's go. Game week seven was um, a <laughs> fun game week. The average, 32 points, and the highest in the world is 90. I don't think I've seen um, the highest be that low in a long time. Um, maybe even last game week, game week six, was even higher. It was 117. So to have the highest in the world point blank period be 90 is actually quite unique. So it tells you a lot about the game week. Not a lot of points in general. But of course, a lot of people... Could have captained Mohamed Salah, myself included, considering he's the most consistent premium player because he was playing Manchester City, who is the top defense in the league and probably the best team in the country. He wasn't as highly captained, I believe only 1.1% or something ridiculously low like that in the top 10K captained Mohamed Salah. So of course, in that top 10K, you would assume that these people know what they're doing. And so for only a very small number to have Captain Salah tells you everything you need to know about how we all perceive Manchester City. Anyways, let's run through the game week and then we will, you know, review other things much later. Manchester United won, Everton won. Goals from Martial and Townsend. Uh, Bruno Fernandes among the assists. And on the Everton side, Dokure. Dokure still assisting. So it's generally on the Everton side without Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. It's clear that points are going to come from one of three players. Andres Townsend, Dukuri, and Damari Gray. Damari Gray was the pass to the assist. And so you can tell that Everton, if they're going to get anything at all until those big hitters are back, it's going to be one of those three. So I, at this point, I'm willing to recommend Andros Townsend. 5.5, he's on penalties and is finding space in general. Um, Needs to work on his celebration, certainly, but uh, <laughs> that's a different problem entirely. Everton play West Ham, Watford and Wolves after the international break. Of course, we know the international break is now till October the 16th. So no football at all um, from a Premier League level till two weeks from now. That's going to be a really long time, but it is what it is. Uh, Ronaldo came off the bench, which was an annoyance for a lot of people who captained him. Against Everton, of course, it was a home game, so we would have expected, I would also have expected Ronaldo to at least score one. But being bent now throws a spanner in the works. Do we sell off Ronaldo? Do you bench Ronaldo? I don't imagine you bench a player that's 12.7. But you might want to sell him. I, I'm highly considering it. Um, there are a number of strikers who are doing the business in the lower price ranges. And I think if Ronaldo isn't even going to start every game, that becomes a challenge. No matter how good he is, not being on the pitch is a detriment uh, in fantasy. And for you to be priced at 12.7, that just makes it that much harder to spend 12.7. Um, anyways, uh, in defense, United again still can't keep a clean sheet. Um, no clean sheets since game week three. And that's the only clean sheet so far for Manchester United this season. So for those who have looked sure, I would recommend getting rid. They play Leicester, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Manchester City next. 
Um, part of the reason why I'm also considering dropping Ronaldo entirely. So, um, Manchester United just don't look good going forward. Burnley nil, Norwich nil. Uh, the battle of the two bottom teams, essentially. Um, with no goals in the game, uh, the bonus points went to Taylor, uh, Tim Krul and Handley. So, yeah, there's, there's nothing really to see there. Uh, both teams are probably just respectively the worst in the league at this time. Uh, of course, we know that Newcastle is 19th technically um, alongside Norwich, but Burnley and Norwich, same thing as Newcastle at this point in my eyes. On to the next game of the game week. We have Chelsea 3, Southampton 1. Goals from Timo Werner, Ben Chilwell, Chalabar, and James Ward-Prowse. In the assist column, Aspilicueta with two assists, Ruben Loftus-Cheek with one, and Livramento, Livramento with an assist. I thought coming into this game that Chelsea would have kept a clean sheet and quite frankly could have had Ben Chilwell not given away a sloppy, clumsy penalty. The other side to this is Chilwell was coming in for Alonso, which is now very annoying because for those of us who had Alonso, we were expecting clean sheets. Some of us even doubled up and got Rudiger on top of Alonso. And now we are finding that Ben Chilwell might actually be this new starter. Now, with the penalty he gave you, he did score. So he may have rectified that scenario. But will that give Tuchel something to think about? We all assume that Alonso could be clumsy, but Chilwell isn't that much better as we've seen given away in that penalty. So... Uh, of course, there was a red card for James Ward-Prowse. But the cool thing to also note is that Livermento gave points despite playing a tough team. So, with the next set of fixtures being Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Livermento at 4.2 is actually good value. I personally sold for Rudiger. And now I'm having second thoughts considering he got points and Rudiger did not. So... I could have just stuck with Livermento and gotten the points. But here we are. Nah, it's part of the FPL game anyways. We move on to the next. On the Chelsea side, keep in mind, Lukaku did not score. That was my captain. And I was very unhappy. But Timo Werner has now started and finished back-to-back games. Completed the City game. Um, now completed the Southampton game. And scored. So, is Tuchel trying to give him his confidence back? Could be interesting. 8.6, Timo Werner. Would anyone take a punt? We'll watch and see. He has dropped in price from 9.0 all the way down to 8.6. If he's a starter alongside Lukaku, that could be something to watch. So I'm going to put him on my watch list, see how he performs after the international break. Chelsea have Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley to come. So Chelsea's fixtures are probably the best of everybody over the next four games. So I will keep Rudiger. I know I've already made the investment, so I'm going to stick with him. Uh, I've got Lukaku already, um, so I'm going to stick there, but I'm going to get rid of Alonso since he is not a starter. That's just something I'm observed there. Next game of the game week, we've got Leeds 1, Watford 0. The goal was from Llorente. So Llorente scored, kept a clean sheet, and three bonus points. So that's 4.5 for Diego Llorente. Uh, for the next games that Leeds have, we've got Southampton, Wolves, Norwich. So the next three are wonderful, but obviously they've got Leicester after that. So that's what makes them slightly worse than Chelsea in terms of um, next four games. 
But still across all the good teams, Leeds have a favourable set of fixtures. Southampton, Wolves, and of course the Whipping Boys, Norwich in the next three. Leicester in game week 11. So still early days, but we're starting to see a pattern in terms of teams that are worth going against or battering. Um, Furpo, uh, who I mentioned, has not given points at all all season. Finally, kept a clean sheet and two bonus points. So even though uh, Junior Furpo 4.8, he has finally come good. Uh, of course, against Watford. To mention now, as we go into Watford's side, Watford have fired their manager. So Watford have gotten rid of their manager. Um, it, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, that's how Watford do things and, you know, we move on. Ismail Asar uh, got a blank and a yellow card, so enough for one point. And I remember in the previous podcast talking about it's not a good time to buy Ismail Asar. Uh, even though they were playing leads to come, I thought it wasn't a great idea to go get him. If you had him, it was okay to stick. But if you did not have him already, buying him would have been a detriment. And so it has proven. Keep in mind, after this game, now they've got Liverpool, Everton, Southampton and Arsenal next with their new new manager after the international break. Lucky for me, I did not put any money on Arteta being the first manager to go. It ended up being Watford. Surprising, but it is what it is. Next game of the game week. Wolves 2, Newcastle 1. Goals from, two goals from Huang Hee-Chan. Two assists from Jimenez. And from the Newcastle side, Jeff Hendrick. And an assist from Mankio. Uh, I have Jimenez. Had him as a Vikings captain. In hindsight, I probably would have captained him since I was not going to captain Salah facing City. Um, I thought Newcastle was, you know, pretty poor defensively. And in fact, they are. But uh, for whatever reason, I got greedy seeing that uh, Chelsea at home fixture. It just lit up my uh, it lit up my my brain, and I was just like super excited. I uh, I was just like, yeah, we got to do the Chelsea thing. But it is what it is. Um, it lit up my brain, and I just couldn't. Uh, Marcel, despite conceding, had a bonus point, so I take that bonus point and I run with it. Uh, very happy to see that for Marcel. But Huang Hee-chan, 5.5, scored two. So that's his second uh, game where he scored now um, for Wolves. So Huang Hee-chan, if you're thinking about him, might be worth it. Wolves have Aston Villa, Leeds, Everton, and Crystal Palace next. So Huang Hee-chan, 5.5. Otherwise, go Jimenez, 7.5. Still integral to the attack. And great to see him getting among the points. I'm very happy to have stuck with Jimenez. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, Raul Jimenez now starting to come good, getting those points. Very happy for him. Uh, yeah. So Newcastle looked pretty poor. And unfortunately, I just want to mention, uh, Alancy Maximan still looks good. Sucks he couldn't get any points. He could have even in the goal. The lead up to the goal could have had something in there. But Alancy Maximan still looks good. 6.8. Might be worth watching. Uh, their next fixtures. Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, and Brighton. So you may want to hold off because I think Tottenham should be able to, you know, put them to the sword. Anyways, Brighton nil, Arsenal nil. No goals, so nobody to look at there. Ramsdale, three clean sheets in four games. Now priced at 4.6. They play Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Leicester, and Watford next. Winnable games, as I said, this entire time. And... Clean sheets are starting to um, come from that Arsenal defense. So even if you do not trust Arsenal's attack, which I personally do not, I think their defense is still respectable. So might be worth getting, especially with Partey playing. Uh, Arsenal look 
um, you know, pretty good at the back. Um, in terms of bonus points, we had Cucurella, who is priced at 5.0 for uh, Brighton. We did not, unfortunately, see Lamperty, who I was hoping uh, would participate in the game, but I did not get to see him. Um, Dunk as well, uh, 5.0 with bonus points. So that was a good one from Brighton. And she had their clean sheet, maybe having Sanchez or anybody um, in that back line, it would have been a great one for you uh, as a Brighton defensive owner. So that was a cool one uh, for everybody involved. On to the next game of the game week, the Sunday games. We had Crystal Palace 2, Leicester 2. Goals from Schlupp, Olisa, and on the Leicester side, Jamie Vardy and Ihenacho, and the assist from Barnes. So Harvey Barnes has finally provided his first attacking return of the season. First time in seven game weeks, one assist. Collected a yellow card, so only four points. Still not worth buying at this point. Um, he looked very, very good in preseason. And it's one of those scenarios where preseason just deceives. Um, so Harvey Barnes at 6.7, 6.7. Finally delivering points. Uh, Jimmy Vardy, on the other hand, has delivered points now for the last three game weeks. Uh, price at 10.4. And the next set of fixtures, Manchester United at home, Brentford away, Arsenal at home, and Leeds away. Certainly, um, he has been consistent in terms of providing points. However, because the next set of fixtures look troubling, I will just call it that, Manchester United will concede. Manchester United will concede. There is no debating that. I don't think United know how to keep clean sheets anymore. So they will concede. Might be worth it. But Brentford may concede, but will give you a game. So you might score again. Arsenal looked short. So and you know what? Now that I don't think about it, um, <laughs> Vardy might still be worth getting. 10.4 might be worth getting because uh, it doesn't really matter the team he is scoring. The City game, he should have scored, but obviously was chalked off or off offside. So uh, yeah, so Vardy still looks good, I would say. Uh, Crystal Palace playing very, very well. As I said already in previous uh, podcasts around Crystal Palace, against teams that they feel they can get points out of, they will show up, but I think against the bigger teams, they'll get slapped up. So Leicester really bottled it. It was 2-0 up and really could have finished off the game, but they let uh, Palace back in and good to see Vieira getting some points. Um, from the next set of games, they've got Arsenal, Newcastle and Manchester City next in the next three. So um, hopefully Palace continues to ride this wave and keep moving. Spurs 2, Aston Villa 1. Goals from Hoiberg, and Ollie Watkins. And there was obviously the own goal for Matt Target. So we see that Hyung Min Son, back-to-back games with points. He's now got 7 and 10. So at 10M, Hyung Min Son is the talisman for Spurs. It is no longer Harry Kane. Um, I, I'm not disappointed to see that for sure. Uh, but I, I don't know that I can justify buying Hyung Min Son at 10, considering the other people who are doing more or less the same at lower price points. Or if you pay a little bit more for like a Mane or a Kevin De Bruyne who's back, it might be better value considering you can't trust Spurs as a team. So that'd be something to look out for. The next set of fixtures, Newcastle, West Ham, Manchester United and Everton. So it doesn't look very good. The Newcastle game, I think is going to be goals galore. Uh, Newcastle just can't figure out their defense. It just looks so, so bad. But, uh, 
it is what it is. Watkins, who I thought has been the best striker of himself and Ings, finally on the score sheets again. Great to see him scoring one more time. So uh, Ollie Watkins has scored against Spurs and I think he will probably score against Wolves in the next game. Aston Villa's next games are Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham and Southampton. So Ollie Watkins, 7.3, might be worth considering uh, once Aston Villa get back to winning ways. West Ham won, Brentford 2. I want to say that again. West Ham at home won, Brentford 2. Antonio blanked. What a game week. A number of highly owned assets were just blanking left, right and centre. And Antonio happened to be one of them. And so the goal came from Jared Bowen, Mbeumo and Visa. So you can see not a lot of highly owned assets were scoring or getting points this week. So Mbeumo at 5.5, as I talked about a while ago, is in my watch list. Uh, He scored at the Wolves game. I didn't expect him to score at Liverpool, but Brentford scored three. And now they've got two at West Ham. A very good team, if I say so myself. Um, and yet, Brentford are showing up in big games against big competition. Uh, in coming into this game, if you looked at their next set of fixtures, you would have seen Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea and Leicester and have found a way in these big four games already, two of the big four games, we would have expected them to get zero points. They've already gotten four from two. Four points from a possible six against two of the best teams currently in the league. Amazing work for Brentford. Amazing. Just an amazing team. I have Raya. I wanted to get a backup goalkeeper, but I've just, I just went with it. You know, I just also, I felt like this is a terrible idea, but I do not want to waste points changing a goalkeeper. It just didn't seem right to me. I have to change Backman. And, Raya has just done decently. I didn't expect he would get any points. I even thought he would get maybe negative because it would just be a showering of goals. But they've done quite all right, actually. So um, on the you know on the other side of the field, you've got Tony as well, who's still looking decent. Hasn't scored quite yet in the last couple of games, but still looks decent. So we can tell that Brentford is a good unit with or without Tony. Tony certainly just does his work from the front. And the last game of the game week, Liverpool 2 Manchester City 2. What a game this was. Um, it's clearly the two best teams in the country. Like, it's just watching that game was just by far and away clear why these two teams are the best in the country. Liverpool, obviously scoring through Mo Salah and Manny on the Man City side through Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden. Assists from Salah, um, Jones and Gabriel Jesus. So we've seen that Gabriel Jesus is finding a way to be among the points again. So he's got the assist there. Um, Salah is Mr. Consistent this year. And I think going forward, I'm just going to leave my captaincy on Mohamed Salah. If I take a blank, I take a blank and I move on. But honestly, if this guy can score against City, I, I don't know who else he can't score against. There's really nobody else. You know, like City is literally by far and away the best defensive unit in the league. It is not even close. Statistically, actual goal conceded by far, even better than Chelsea. But, I mean, if Salah could do that to, to City, I, I don't even know, I don't know who, like, what? Anyways, Captain Salah, till the end of the season, let's just move on and not think about it. All right. Um, Jota didn't do anything, so he's out of my team, unfortunately. Uh, I think his time is up. He's, he did okay. He scored against Brentford, of course. 
and I probably didn't, shouldn't have expected much from him against Manchester City, but yeah, he looked okay in a few moments, but he if he's not completing games the way Salah and Mane are doing it, um, I don't want to keep risking his rotation with Firmino, I think. Now that Firmino's back from injury, it's not worth holding on to Jota. So Liverpool's next fixtures, Watford, Manchester United, and Brighton. So the next three, obviously if you want to add the fourth, then West Ham. On the City side, their next set of fixtures, sorry, their next set of fixtures, Burnley, uh, Brighton, Crystal Palace, and Manchester United. So I'm going to guess three clean sheets. I'm just going to go drafting Cancelo now, finally, while I can, getting Cancelo and move on. But I'm now going to look at who do I replace Cristiano Ronaldo for? Um, I think my, I might want to go City. I could also go with one of those, you know, smaller strikers who has done a lot. You know, Antonio, for example, could be another one. Vardy could be another one. Um, I think that 12.7, I tend to look a little rich for a striker who isn't starting. No matter how great you are and being, you know, the greatest of all time, I just can't justify spending that for a player who does not start every game when he's fit and available. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I will catch you in the next one. May your arrows be green. See ya.